shut your mouth, broadcasting. First round draft pick, believe we got stats, kid. Quarterback stacking, 100 yard dashing. So tap in for the action. What teams got traction? What teams are losing? Franchises ruined, fans in the stand booing. Welcome to the Sim Podcast Show. I'm your co host, Eric. And I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? You know what we do? We talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. And we're going into week three. We just had week number two. Ron, I know we did a instant reaction report on Monday, but how do you feel? Uh, better. Not as angry, uh, you know, <laughs> about a win. Um, I feel better. Uh, I think I, you know, I've taken the time to... Uh, but last week, by, you know, behind me, um, you know, I'm confident we'll come out and perform a little better this week. And I, you know, I have hope. I have faith. I gotta have faith. Cause you gotta have faith. Uh, you gotta have faith. Was it a song that's George Michael song? Mm-hmm. Um, week three. I know we're not going to talk about our team's performance cause that's in the past. We're looking ahead. But uh, on the show today, we're going to talk about the NFL news. We're going to talk about our picks from last week, our top five teams ranking, and then our predictions followed by our upset specials. Ron, in the news this week, I know that you were there when you saw it in the game. Nick Chubb, just terrible, terrible leg injury. I guess now they just signed Kareem Hunt. But I was just telling you before we started recording, there's nothing wrong with Ford. No, no, Ford's good. I think Hunt's going to be in there as depth, um, just in case something happens to Ford. Obviously, they like Ford. That's why they, you know they didn't re-sign Kareem in the first place. But Kareem knows the playbook. He can fill that role, that void that's there. And um, I don't know if he'll be ready to contribute right away this week. Maybe he is. He's familiar with the playbook, like you said. But I think Ford uh, takes over as a starting running back. I think that was already announced, in fact. Yeah, I think um, there is, there's no way that Kareem Hunt is basically there for in case something happens for it. Mm-hmm. I don't see like them splitting carries and like no. what they did last year with Nick Chubb and him. I just feel like he's there for reassurance. And I saw a lot of the interviews with the ex-teammates, now new teammates again. And they were like, yeah, we're glad he's here. Mm-hmm. But what else is going to say? This, this dude is part of your team now. Right, exactly. Uh, the other news is the Vikings are working with the Rams to get a- a- Cam Akers. So it begs the question, why get rid of Cook then? Yeah, that's uh, that's something I was wondering about, right? So for the Rams, they've been trying to trade Akers for like two years now. So don't know what the deal is there. They're not <clears throat> happy with him. They haven't been happy with him. Um, they've been wanting to move on. Uh, they're doing that now with uh, Kyrene Williams, I think. I don't know today as they're starting running back. They traded uh, him to Minnesota for Minnesota. You know, does that mean they don't lack confidence in Madison? I, you know, I don't know. Madison, you know, when he's played, he's looked pretty good. Uh, now this year, the team has, you know, their running game has been awful. Um, it's not just all on Madison. Um I'm interested to see what this means. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. But you're right. I don't know why I get rid of Cook, uh, who's been reliable, when there's still questions about your your locker room as far as the running back situation. 
And the other thing is, I know Cook was looking for like a long-term deal, but was, he was not worth the franchise tag because you, you would have had him for at least one more year. They basically didn't want to pay him the franchise tag money. So they were like, okay, we'll let him walk and look what happens. Now they got to will and deal and get acres. And now he has to learn to play. So he's not going to get any playtime right away. At least I don't think he is anyways. Yeah. The other set of news is what the hell is going on in Chicago? I know the defensive coordinator just quit and they say health concerns. But I want to talk about fields more than anything else because is the experiment over? Like, are people hmm. ready to move on from fields? It feels like that. I know some people are. And, you know, listen, at this stage, right, it's year three, I believe, for him. So he needed to take a leap forward. And there were signs of that last year. But he's been so inconsistent, especially when it comes to, to passing. So he runs the ball well. Uh, we knew that. But as a passer, um, you know, he hasn't done well. They've brought weapons in for him. At least they've tried tried to. Um, I don't know about the whole Claypool thing. But, you know, I don't know. They're at a, they're at a point, too, right? Uh, year three, you got to figure out, is he going to be your franchise? And if not, if you're not happy with who he is as a quarterback and more importantly what type of person he is um not happy um with some of the comments he made today trying to throw the coaches under the bus and stuff like that if you don't think he can be the leader for your team that's not the guy you're looking for maybe it is time to move on i mean i know the tampa bay defense is you know pretty good at but he had a horrible game just barely over 200 yards two picks 61% rating QBR 22 I mean he has weapons he had DJ Moore right mm -hmm. he's healthy so Chase Claypool I know he's kind of a head case but he's still a good player so what what's going on I mean is is the defense gonna hurt now that they got a new defense coordinator or is it nah, yeah they've they been like, underperforming too I don't that whole situation with the coordinator seems really fishy. There were some, fake, you know, false reports about police, you know, presence. I think at, you know, at the facility. Um, I don't know what's going on there, but you know, the team has underperformed. They're zero and two to start with. This is a game they probably thought that they would win, and they didn't. And uh, more importantly, they didn't play well um, offensively and defensively. So there's questions about their future, obviously. Uh, with being down 0-2. A lot of expectations, I think, for them coming into the season. And um, they they haven't performed well. Yeah, they... they I mean, I wasn't I wasn't expecting them to, to do great this year. But I think that they... The hype train, they got on the hype train and the fans started believing all the hype about, oh, we're going to be good. Aaron Rodgers is no longer in, in this division. Hmm. You know, but then like, hey, what about Detroit? What about Green Bay? Yeah. What about the Vikings? I mean, I know you can't just focus on one guy. You got other three teams that you have to worry about. Yeah. Um. So let's let's go over our week two picks. Uh, I want I went with uh, New England twenty to seventeen. Ron, you went with Miami twenty seven twenty one. Final score was twenty four to seventeen. 
I originally picked this game as a win when we did our review. Mm-hmm. And Miami kind of was, you know, they did had a good game against the Chargers, even though they let up a lot of points. I felt good about New England winning this game. I felt so good that I had a, a bet with you yes. for a 12-pack. That's how good I felt. Mm-hmm. Ron, what happened? Why did New England just melt down? I don't know if they melt, melted down. I think they played pretty better, actually better than I thought they would. Um, they just don't have sufficient weapons offensively and then defensively, you know, I think they had the right approach. They, they did a pretty good job of limiting, you know, Tua to like a lot of the underneath and middle pass. They didn't give anything uh, up, any big plays, um, I don't think. But, you know, I, I it's just a situation where Miami just has a better team, better roster, better, I don't want to say better coaching, but probably better coaching at this point too, but certainly a better roster. And New England, they're, you know, they're, they're probably a year or two out and on top of that, this is a really tough schedule that they had um, these first two, two weeks. So, you know, I had them losing this game um, even before the season started. And then I, I was more confident about that when we made our picks last week. I'm not surprised um, that they lost. Well, they, they do have the tough schedule, but they play so well against the Eagles last week that I was like, OK, this is hope for them. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a seven win team. They might be hope, but. Miami came in and out like you say it wasn't it wasn't like a blowout I mean they kept it tight but it was almost the same thing as last week they got behind in the first quarter they had to play catch up they don't have the explosive weapons to do that I mean if you if you're not tight the whole game you're not gonna come back if you don't have the explosive players there's a lot to like um I think you know there's some good things right Gonzalez played well I sent you the video um, on on Twitter or X of his performance against Tyreek Hill, he's he's been that's a great pick, man. Great pick. I picked him as of offensive uh, defensive rookie of the year because mm-hmm. I feel like he's gonna lock down whoever. Yeah, I thought that Jack Jones was gonna be the number one cube cornerback for mm-hmm. them, but it's Christian Gonzalez the mm-hmm. number one cornerback. So he's gonna get all the all the matchups for the best receiver on the other team. Okay, the next game is Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Ron, you went Pittsburgh 20 to 17. I went Cleveland 24 to 14. Final score was 22 to 26 Pittsburgh. Ron, I know you are a Steelers fan, but it was two and a half. They didn't worry you one bit? Not really. I think I was really confident going into this game. I thought our offense would rebound, and they didn't. They played just as atrocious. And then I knew our defense um, was going to be okay, even though we lost Hayward. I thought we had a lot of depth. I still think we have a lot of depth along the D-line. Um, they played well, the D-line did, the defense did, period. They gave it the one big run. I don't think it was on the D-line. Um, it was uh, more just of a, a broken run, and Levi Wallace, our cornerback, once again missing a tackle. It's two games in a row that he's responsible for a, a big run. Um so, you know, take, take those big runs out. And I think the, the defense, for the most part, has played well. Um, there's still, you know, I think at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if Levi Wallace is not starting this week and they actually promote uh, 
JPJ, Joey Porter to that starting uh, role, which, you know, he probably should have started the season to begin with. Um, but the defense, uh, you know, I, I knew they would be lights out. It's just going to be better once Cam gets back. Uh, we have depth. We, you know, we have some young guys, some veterans. Um, offensively, it's a shit show. Um, I was about to ask you, uh, how confident are you about the offense? Not confident at all. It's a shit show. I think Penny himself has regressed. Uh, I don't like his um, his look on the field. He seems like he's lost some confidence. He's missing layups. I don't like that at all. His timing is off. He seems to be moving a little bit in slow motion, not getting to his reads quickly or quick enough. Uh, and then just missing throws, right? And then um, the lines played terrible. You know, going back and looking at it a second time, they're not making their blocks. Najee not, had not, you know, had a hole to run through at all. Um, you know, so... And then the play calling, too, you know, has been atrocious. And there's been lots of, you know, noise to fire Matt Canada this week. I think people are fed up. And, uh, you know, we've talked about that extensively. Uh, the last couple of years, that's not going to happen. That's not the Steelers' way. So they're going to have to figure out how, how to work work through it. And then for me, I think it's about Kenny Pickett um, making uh, better judgments. Um, you know, just thinking faster. Uh, and then the team, you know, for the rest of the team, for us, the rest of the offense, they got to execute better. So hopefully, they can turn it around this week. This ain't the you know the 49ers or the the Browns defense that they're playing, so it's a much easier defense that they're playing against. They gotta look, they need to look good. They gotta you know get into the twenties uh, this week. You know, I originally picked when we did our roster review. I picked the Steelers to win this game. Then I switched back because they looked so bad week one. I was like, you know what? This team looks bad. I'm going to switch to the Browns. Of course, I didn't know that Nick Chubb was going to go down. Mm-hmm. So was that dirty or not? Absolutely not. Because he had 64 yards up to that point. No, he was... Man, Nick Chubb, has, he does that to everybody. He does that to the Steelers every time we play him. And you know, that you know he, the dude is a, a great running back. Um, and because, again, because it's not I like our defense... Because I looked at the replay. This is the thing. I looked at the replay... And he was already getting tackled on top by somebody, by another Steelers player. Now, I, I know that Mika he, came, I think came, they, they came, both got there at the exact no, same time. No, no. One got there first. The top, the first player that was hitting on top was got there first. And Mika was, I felt like he was just going to finish the tackle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he went low on purpose or if he tripped. Because uh, I mean, it wasn't his helmet that hit. Yeah. It wasn't his helmet that hit the knee. It Shoulder, was his, like his body or something. Yeah. So what, let me ask you something. You said you don't know if he went low on purpose. I can tell you right now he went low on purpose. Um, every player, linebackers included, will go low on Nick Chubb because if you don't, he's going to truck you. Uh, and a lot of you know players came out and said that um, you have to go low against Nick Chubb. So it was just unfortunate. Yeah, no, I don't but the thing is this. He definitely went low on purpose, but... Nick Chubb was 
turning his back to him. So I no, was like, no, come on, you can't watch it look, in slow motion. Look at the replay. Nick Chubb is not turning his look back. Look at the replay. Chubb, Nick Chubb, Chubb is heading towards the end zone. One hundred percent focus on the first guy. He's trying to score. I'm telling the you, guy, I'm, just, I'm just saying. He got hit this the same what time. I saw. His leg planted. Right. He got hit low. He got hit up top. And because his leg planted, you know that's that's what happened. So. So, you know. so you're telling me that Nick Chubb, who had 64 yards up to that point, was running upright and this guy just happened to hit him low? I'm telling you, anyone who wants to tackle Nick Chubb, like face-to-face, is going low. Unless you're like a defensive lineman or something, you're not going to bring him down going high. I'm telling you the facts. Yeah. And okay. this is what I saw on the replay. It so, was, be, so what you're saying, you're assuming because he went no, low. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Purposely went low. I'm just saying he, he went low. He intended to injure him. That's, I'm saying he that's went where low. where I'm drawing the line. No, no, no. There See, were no intentions to no, hurt You're putting Nick words Chubb. in my mouth no, now. You're putting you words in my mouth. Okay. What I saw was <laughs> Nick Chubb getting tackled atop by a Steelers. Okay. And Mika going down low. Now, I didn't say that was a projectile like he made. He was aiming for his knees. Mm-hmm. I'm, cause I'm just saying this happened. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. And I'm saying it's, you know, it's I hope a- I hope that Nick Chubb comes back. Listen, we have, I think, Steeler fans, Tomlin, you know, the whole NFL community has a lot of respect for Nick Chubb. He's a he's a great running back, you know, so there were no intentions of hurting him at all. Mika's not that player in any. No, Mika's not saying, that player. No, saying that is just stupid. And no, it's Steeler. I'm, not, I'm just saying. That's what happened. I'm yeah. not saying it was dirty. It's it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it's a bad play, but it, you know it happened. That's football, and that is why running backs need Don't. to get paid. Right? <laughs> that's why they only last three years. <laughs> exactly, and that's why like Saquon and Nick Chubb and all those other guys are on that phone, you know, early in the air, saying, "Hey, we got, what do we got to do to get paid? Because I'm one injury away from being screwed." You know, and, and I hope that doesn't happen to Nick Chubb, and I hope that won't happen to to Barkley either. He's hurt, right? So, and the other thing that I was reading about about the running backs is that you're you don't get an NFL pension until you've been with with the league ten years. No, I don't think that's true. That is, I no, read that. No, yes. that's not accurate. I'm I think telling it's, you, I think it's like I'm uh, you. five years or something like that. It might be even less than that. I'm telling you, I, I when I saw that, I was like, there's no way it can be 10 years. No, no, because the average player, if you look at the average, like less than two years, yes. I think. The CBA needs to do something about that because mm-hmm. that is nobody, unless you're a super duper excellent player, a.k.a. Tom Brady, there's no way that you're going to be in the league over 10 years. Yeah. It's just no way. Yeah, I'm trying to pull that up now because I know for a fact that that's not. Well, look accurate. it up because that when I read that, I had to do a double take. Mm-hmm. All right, while you look that up, let me let's go over uh, upset specials. You had uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati. It was three and a half, 24-21. Baltimore final score was twenty-seven to twenty-four. You get credit for that because I know you like the Ravens. Uh, Washington at Denver. I went 24 to 17. Washington, it was 35 33. So at least I got the upset special. So at least I get I get something out of this yeah. terrible, terrible week. 
Yeah, so here it is. To be eligible for an NFL pension, a player must play in the NFL for at least three years or three seasons or be considered vested for being on a team's roster for at least three games, mm. uh, regular season or postseason. Each, you know, uh, each season played counts as a credit, which determines the pension amount received. So three seasons to be eligible for a pension. There's no way it yeah, would have been those, 10 years. 10 years it's, is a long 10 time. 10 years, you're talking about like maybe 10 players, right? Yeah, Quarter, and they're most likely quarterbacks or punters. That's it. So when I when I saw that I was yeah. like this can't be this yeah. can't be right right so and and he, I mean the players players union they're fighting for immediate uh, pension eligibility right so listen this league makes billions of dollars why not and lifetime medical well, right oh, that's another thing yeah okay so let's move on to our top five power rankings Ron who do you got. So this week, I got the 49ers number one. So I think I had the Eagles last week at number one. Eagles number two, Cowboys three, Ravens four, Dolphins five. So what's changed since last week? I have Dallas coming in uh, all the way up to number three. I didn't have them in my top five last week. And then I have the Lions uh, dropping out this week. So yeah, basically have the same thing. Just the Lions dropping out. And then I have uh, Miami moving up. So mm-hmm. it's basically the same. And I saw some power rankings where they had the Chiefs. And I was like, yeah, the Chiefs yeah. lost a game. And yeah. it's not like they manhandled um, the Jaguars this week. And I know, I know they won. They had a good defense. But it's not like they were overpowering them. Right. So no team's going to go undefeated. And these rankings will always move. And, and they probably had Kansas. Most people probably had Kansas City somewhere in the top three to start the season i personally had you know i've talked about the ravens all year uh, i had the ravens as my number one team now that has changed slightly with them losing dobbs uh but you know the the chiefs are probably m- more likely than not they're going to finish within the top five somewhere right um now does that mean they should be number two or number one right now with a loss probably not um even with jones back in you know um, some of their players back I don't think they should be number one with a loss but um, and I don't have them in my top five right now but at some point in the season um, as they start to rack up some wins assuming they do um, they'll they'll probably be within the top five yeah I don't I mean to me the Chiefs are not very dominant as far as the other five teams that I have above them so I, I can see the Chiefs that being a six, maybe seven, but they're not in my top five. All right. Uh, let's move on to our week three predictions. Uh, let's start with New England at the Meadowlands. I always said the Meadowlands, but it's Met Field now. Met Life Field now. I got them winning 13 to 10. Ron, what do you have? 16 to 13. So we both have a similar game. They're, they're the uh, favored, right? Two and a half favored. Against yep. the Jets, um, I think this game is going to be a low-scoring game. I agree. Um, both these defense are pretty elite. Um, Jets probably top five. Patriots somewhere in the top ten. Um, Zach Wilson's going to make some more mistakes for sure. I think uh, Bill will be able to scheme up a defense against him. Um, I think Mac Jones and and the uh, Patriots are going to have a hard time scoring points too against the Jets. Um, Jets defense scoring points, running the ball. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that they had 
trouble running the ball against Miami because mm-hmm. well, I, I think they Miami made the uh, adjustments from game to game. They have a good defensive coordinator, uh, Vic. Uh, yeah, but same thing. I just don't see either team really breaking the 20 point barrier. I don't even know if offensively if the Jets scored. I think this 10 to 13 scores might be a defensive touchdown or a, or a <laughs> special team me. touchdown. I don't. I just don't think that this is going to be a high scoring game. Yeah, I'm trying to see what the over under looks like for this game. I'm, I guess it's is that it's probably like low 30s, maybe. Um, if it's even low the 30s, wow, yeah. might be might be in the might 20s. Be, That's I've, I don't know if I've ever seen. Over 30, 37 over and under. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 37. 30, I mean, that would mean... Each team would be 15 points. <laughs> more, 15, yeah, 15, 15, yeah, 17, 15, something like that. Yeah. Uh, the next game, we have Pittsburgh at Las Vegas. Uh, they're underdogs by two and a half. I got them winning this game 20 to 17. Ron, what do you got? 17 to 14 and I mentioned earlier that I want to see I need to see Pittsburgh get into the 20s offensively I just don't think that's going to happen I think we're still see some struggles just the way they play the first two weeks offensively so I think it's going to be a struggle Um, I'm not surprised Vegas is a favorite here but I got Pittsburgh going in to Vegas there's going to be a lot of Pittsburgh fans there that's for sure it'll probably be like a home game for them Uh, I got them winning 17 to 14 See, I, I was watching that Bills Raiders game this weekend uh, before I went to work, and I was like, "Wow, the Garoppolo is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams is excellent. Everything thrown his way, he caught. Whether it was low, high, he beat his man. He he was just on point. Mm-hmm. But the Raiders defense is awful. They're awful. They're, They're terrible. Awful. They're terrible. They let the Bills go up and down, do whatever they want. And Garoppolo." It's a, a bit of a statue, though, right? He's Back a statue, and once in a while, he, at least in one game, he's going to make a dumb mistake. Yeah. He's going to turn it over, fumble, and just send that. So, I I feel like this game, Pittsburgh should score over 20 points. I, I feel the same I way. I just don't same, see it I, happening. This is, this is the game, and when I look back at our roster review, I think I have them winning four games in a row. Yep. So I got them winning against the Raiders. I got them winning against the Texans. I got them winning against the Ravens on on that Sunday. So this is this is where you know this is where they actually start racking up wins. So I'm very confident that this is a game where things start clicking. Well, I was until this last game. Um, you know, I I I gave the first game. Uh, I chalked that up to the 49ers having a great defense, and I thought Browns had a good defense too, but we looked competent, and we looked anything but competent on offense, and I don't have faith uh, in Mac Canada. Um, I think Kenny will turn it around, but it's not going to be tomorrow or this week. I think it's uh, it's going to be a process for him. And, um, yeah, you know, it's... It, it, you would think that this is an easy win, but it's not going to be like, you know, like I said earlier, they're the underdogs, uh, the Steelers are. So, you know, let's hope that they get to 20 points. Um, if not, we're just going to have a repeat conversation. Uh, everyone's going to be talking for, you know, about firing Canada again, Stephen A. Smith. 
Hey, you know, <laughs> hey, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is hey. going to get on Instagram right. hey. and just start, hey, fire Matt Canada, People, man. You know, they're frustrated. Matt Canada but is we're talking. I mean, what's the point? It's like me facing this wall and having a conversation with a wall. It's just not going to happen. I realize that if it didn't happen for Big Ben, right, who's your Hall of Fame quarterback, they didn't fire the coordinator for him. It ain't gonna have happen for a rookie court, you know, quarterback. But yeah, for a second year, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not gonna happen. Uh, Ron, who is your upset special? <laughs> I flip flopped on this one. Um, as far as who I chose, I went. Um, I ended up going with uh, Philly losing um, twenty-seven to twenty-four to Tampa. They're in Tampa for this game. I have Tampa winning the division. Don't forget, Philly. It's supposed Philly is good. They're a good team. They gave up 30 points, I think, last week, though. I don't know what's up with their defense giving up that many points. So uh, they're coming to Tampa. I, I assume it's going to be 90s, right? Usually is in the 90s here in Florida. Um, it's a tough place for any team to come travel to in September. Um, teams kind of struggle with the weather here in Florida. So I see Tampa winning this game, um, pulling off an upset here. Mayfield's been great. Um, Mike Evans has been Mike Evans. The running game has looked good. Godwin's good. And there's, we got sufficient weapons. Our defense is pretty good. Um, I think that Tampa's going to pull off an upset. Okay, Ron. I I was looking at the Buffalo at Washington. Uh, Buffalo is favored uh, six and a half points. It met our threshold. And I know we talk so much crap about Ron Rivera. And this Washington team. And I actually like this team. I like Sam Howell. I like the defense. I know they're 2-0, but that's, you know, they haven't had any real competition yet. But they did beat Denver at Denver, I think it was. Or at home, I'm not sure. I got them winning. I got them holding down Josh Allen 17-14. to I think they pulled that off. I think the last two games... They've been close. Uh, the, the Bills just don't look as dominant as they used to be. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't see them winning this game. Yeah, they played Cardinals and they won. And they played the, the Denver and they won. So I, I like, I like, I like this, uh, this, uh, Washington Commanders team. So a couple things, right? So that was the the one I flip-flopped on. So I initially had this as my upset special because I do like how the Commanders have been playing. Um, I went back and looked at the the last two games and I do not like the fact that their defense gave up so many points against Denver. I know it was in Denver and I know Russell Wilson's playing well. Denver does have some weapons, but to give up that many points scared me away from this game. Uh, the second thing, you mentioned Ron Rivera. The Panthers winning having has nothing to do with Ron Rivera. It has everything to do with their coordinator. Um, Eric Bieniemy. Yes, Bieniemy. He has completely turned their offense around. And they're now scoring, you know, like 20 plus points every every week. So, um, I he, mean, he that Robinson it. Jr. had 87 yards. Yeah, he's a good running I mean, back. he was against Denver, but 87 yards pretty mm-hmm. good. Howell 299. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean I like what I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh and I think that that whole defense thing, they're gonna fix that. They well, I think Buffalo, what are they, one on one right now? Yeah, they're one on one. 
they're one of those teams that can all of a sudden just like put up like 40 out of nowhere on you. And then with Washington giving up 30 last week to Denver, it just it scared me away from that game. So that's why I kind of moved off of that one. But it would not shock me if the commanders actually beat beat the Bills. I also been seeing a trend lately with uh, a lot of NFL head coaches calling plays because McDermott is doing it mm-hmm. in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. McCarthy is doing it with the Cowboys. McVay, was McVay doing is it. doing it with the Rams. So, like, I don't know what's going on. Do they not trust their offense coordinator? Because I don't think Cowboys even have an offense coordinator. So, I mean, most teams are doing this now. They're either hiring uh, an offensive coordinator as a head coach and the coordinator calls the plays or they're hiring a defensive coordinator uh, as their head coach. And, and, you know, that person most likely calling defensive plays. I don't know if I agree with it. There's, you know, if you look back and 15 years ago, usually the head coach is not making involved. those calls. Yeah, he's, he's not, not involved. involved. It's the coordinators. And, you know, he's just managing it. I, you know, I'll be I'll be honest. I was one of those people that was completely against it. Um, but seeing some of the su- uh, success that some of these coaches have had is, you know, I'm starting to come around to it. Now, one thing I will say is if you're a coach, head coach calling uh, the offensive game, I can tell you for sure. Like those those coaches are not paying any attention to what's happening on defense. And McVay has said that the uh the Dolphins coach has said that he doesn't have time to, to look to see what's going on in the defense because he's got to prepare for the next series, right? So he's come out publicly and said, hey, I, I leave that to my defensive coordinator. He handles defense. I don't really pay attention. I might call timeout and stuff like that. Uh, I'm solely responsible for the offense. Yeah, and I mean, listen, it is working, like you said. It is working. You know what's not working is having Bill Belichick be the coach and the GM. Yeah, that I don't like. That it's, you know, at first I was like, it work, it's working because he kind of knows the players that he wants and he wants to coach and blah, blah, blah. But now I feel like maybe he needs to give one of them up, either be a GM full time and give up the head coaching or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that, that it's working the way that he wants to. And he, He's been a GM for years now. Yeah. Coaches should have input, but not be the final decision-making person on who's you know on your roster, and certainly how much uh, to pay those players. Um, because people are, you know, coaches are just gonna say, "Well, you know, I can find a new you, and if you don't want to take this like low-ball payment, I'll go and find somebody else." Um, and that doesn't always work. And I think, you know, with the last few years with Belichick, I think you've seen that, you know, not just with Brady leaving, but even with him when he was there, you know, he wasn't signing a lot of other players. Um, no. And the team is kind of you know, Brady has kept them afloat, but they haven't been what they used to be. So, you know, I, I definitely don't think the coach should be the GM at the same time. I think this all started when Bill Parcells, gave that famous quote about, mm-hmm. you know, 
oh, I'm the chef, but I'm not allowed to go get the groceries. Someone mm. else gets it. Yeah. And I feel like that. But that's your job, right? Your title is coach. Yeah, your title is coach. <laughs> but I feel like. You're supposed to coach anybody that's on your team. It doesn't matter the talent level. <laughs> exactly. You're supposed to make them better. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that now you're the chef and you're buying the groceries and you're negotiating and is I think that's a little bit too much. Yeah. A little bit too much. I but agree. What do I know? It's only, you know, terrible five years. Hmm. Um, Ron, what do you want to end the show with? Uh, you know what? Today's Wednesday. Got a good game tomorrow, right? Uh, well, not really. <laughs> you got a good game. I have tomorrow? to think about that for a second. Wait a second. So, uh, tomorrow is the Giants versus the 49ers. Yeah, that's gonna be a bloodbath. I would think. Um, I wish I wish we had our friend Chris here because he was so confident mm-hmm. that the uh, Giants would make it back to uh, the playoffs. But now... He had them winning 11 games. He had them winning 11 games. But now, no Saquon Barkley, at least for the foreseeable future. And the $40 million man is not really not really producing like yeah. he should. So, should we, you know, should he be concerned? That's what <laughs> I'm trying to say. Absolutely. I mean, they lose this week. They got the Seahawks. I had them winning... Against the Seahawks, so did Chris. I Seahawks played pretty dang good last week. Then they got the Dolphins, the Bills, the Commanders, the Jets. Maybe they beat the Jets. You know, maybe. Um, that game, that game. I had the Jets. I had the Giants winning, but you know, it's now it's a toss up. <laughs> now it's, yeah, it's a toss up. Tough, tough, tough yeah, it's a for, tough season. For the Giants fans, but hey, it might be a tough season for the Steelers fans. So it's been a tough season already, even though we're one on one as well. Yeah, this is uh listen, it's early. We still got fourteen, what, fifteen games left. So how are you feeling, by the way? Because last week when I talked to you before they played, you were talking playoffs. playoffs. I was talking playoffs. Yeah. I said, forget about nine wins. I think they're gonna go ten. Mm-hmm. And then they 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 just made the same errors and the same mistakes. So I don't. Someone's like, who's coaching these people? <laughs> like, don't you watch the tape? I I don't know. If, if they keep making these same mistakes over and over again, I'm like, dude, you are just not gonna do it. Yeah. You don't have that Tom Brady on your team anymore. Yeah. Well, Max played good though. He's no. Well. This listen. I'm not saying Max played bad. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying this is like a mid level team like in the high 15 16 i don't it's not a top 10 it's definitely not a top five team anymore so it's like hey this is reality without tom brady get yourself an actual number one receiver things would change if bill actually spends the money but Mm. that doesn't seem likely and like i was saying our friend steve it's gonna be like this for the next couple years Mm so why get my hopes up why say hey we might go on a run but we don't have the players to do that yeah so yeah it's only game 14 i mean game 15 15 weeks left so let's not panic if you are like the cheese or the maybe cincinnati i don't know what's going on with joe burris i'm saying like all the teams that we expect to be there at the end of the year don't panic yet that's all i'm saying 
Not at all. It's too early. It's too the early. The season's just now getting started. So. It's too early, and we just witnessed a really bad injury. Two of them, actually. Week one, Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Week two, Nick Chubb. So, you know, you could be an injury away from your team going downhill or your team having the best spot. Oh, wait. Before we leave, I need to talk about something. I should have added this to the list. Um, PFF. I don't know if you follow... Pro Football Focus in their rankings. Yep. I may have sent this to you for like top defensive players. Why is it that they've always like they have Miles Garrett ahead of TJ Watt like every single year? Like Miles Garrett had like two tackles, I think, this game. TJ Watt had like a couple sacks, a touchdown. I mean, if you look at the stats for the last four years. How can anyone in their right mind argue that Miles Garrett is a better player than TJ Watt? Sometimes Why do people do that? How do anyone argue that Micah Parsons is a vastly better player than TJ Watt? Is it the personality or something of TJ and just him just being more quiet and reserved? This is the thing. Like, ultimately, this is an entertainment business, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like with PFFF and Barstool and even the NFL Network, they'll put some controversial stuff just to get a rise out of fans. Mm -hmm. You know, just to get a rise out of Steelers fans, just to get a rise out of Cowboys fans. I mean, this week I saw that they're comparing Micah Parsons to LT, to Lawrence Taylor. That's that's what and I, I was mean. like, uh, he's not there yet. This is the, his third year. Yeah, Look, don't get me wrong. Michael Parsons is a great player, top five defender. I'll give him that. But if you ask me, who would I rather have, Michael Parsons or T.J. Watt? I'm going to tell you T.J. Watt every time. Yeah, he's only going to line up in that one position where Michael, you know, Michael is more versatile. You can you can put him in a couple different spots. But I know T.J. Watt's going to if he's healthy. It's a guarantee 20 sacks. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. You know, 20 sacks. Yeah, I don't I don't know how because PFF does PFF does do a lot of uh, you know analytics, which I appreciate and people out there appreciate, but sometimes it's just clickbait. Yeah. It's just clickbait. That's I mean that's as soon as as soon as I see it. You know, I was like, oh, that's clickbait. Mm-hmm. And uh, that guy uh, for Pro, Pro Football America, Fiora. Oh, yeah. All he does is go on the attack against the Patriots. All he does is just attack the Patriots. <laughs> he says some dumb stuff. He, he's the same person that said Matt Canada might be hired for coach of the year, you know, for a coaching job if the Steelers go out and play. I'm well, telling shut you. Up. I'm telling you. I, I can see now why he got on a Twitter battle with. Uh, 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 what's his name for the Fox Sports? The the big the big guy Whitfield. Whitfield. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I just I can see why, but it's just that's the business, I guess. Mm-hmm. You gotta get clicks. Same, same you gotta get readers. Yeah, yeah. Thing like Stephen A. Smith. Sometimes he says some crazy things that I just turn off the TV. I'm like, all right, yeah. all right uh, that's enough for me today. So yeah, so welcome to the uh, NFL in the year 2023. It's just, if you can say outrageous things, you're going to get lots of clicks, you're going to get lots of eyes, mm-hmm. and people 
are gonna like you and I right now. We're gonna talk about it because we're like, how do you come up with that? Yeah. How did you come up? The numbers don't support it. So how do you come up with that? Anyways, uh, yeah. So week three, we got our teams winning both of them. Let's go upset specials. Let's go Steelers. Let's go Patriots. Let's get back on the horse. Yes, let's do it. Let's go. And that say I say peace. Peace. Hey guys, thanks again for watching. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you, any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on uh, Shut Your Mouth Podcast at gmail.com. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us on Twitter or on Instagram at SYM Podcast. Thanks again.